podcast with your producer, Seattle Who. Hello, Who's. This is Who's Play Studio Who Cast Season 3, Episode 25. I'm your producer, and for today, studio host, Seattle Who. And I've got a pretty special episode for you today. I was able to speak with Albita Murphy, the mother of Trey, who so graciously gave us a little bit of her time from Chicago, where she was accompanying Trey while he went through the NBA draft combine process. When I spoke with Albita, it was, I believe, the day after Trey had announced his decision to stay in the draft to hire an agent and to commit his fate entirely to the NBA draft process. So Albita and I, we spoke about a little bit about Trey's decision and really just kind of had a good time talking about the Murphy family's time with the University of Virginia. And uh, I think you're going to like what she has to say about Tony Bennett and the uh, former players who are now in the NBA. So without wasting any more of your time, let's get into the interview and then we'll be back to have a little bit of analysis at the end. So... Live, well, not live, recorded from Chicago, Albita Murphy. Albita, uh, welcome. Thank you for coming. Absolutely. Thank you for um, having me. Sure. So you're in Chicago now? I am. Mm-hmm. And how long have you been there? Well, I got here on um, Monday. So as it turned out, I was in Miami first. Um, that was That's actually where Trey is. As far as um, training and working out, he's in Miami. So his birthday was on Friday, June the 18th, and he turned 21, which is, you know, um, a big-time right. birthday. Happy birthday to so Trey. my husband and I. <laughs> yeah. So he my was a, he, he was like a, a Father's Day present, huh? And actually, the year that Trey was born, he was born the morning of Father's Day. Oh, that's great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> great for dad. Um, yeah, it was. It was It was a great first Father's Day, you know, for my husband. So it was wonderful. So, yes, yeah, so we flew there um, to spend his birthday with him. And then I flew from Miami to Chicago so I could just be in the same city, um, kind of take in the feel for you know the combine and and just you know just kind of be here for him if we get an opportunity to you know go out or do something like that Mm -hmm. but yeah what are you what are you doing with yourself with yourself during the day so during the day just um taking in chicago um it had been yeah years since i'd been here and so i wanted to come back and just kind of hang out and walk around um in the area you know more or less where we're you know where we're staying so mm-hmm. what part of the city are you staying in so we i am over near what is it called south loop okay in that mm-hmm. area mm-hmm. yeah i spent like six months in chicago back in like 2007 i think uh, unfortunately okay. i was there for the winter I got there oh. like October and w- and went back to Virginia in like March, um, but I I had fun actually for the winter. But you know I didn't I was in a position I didn't have to get to an office every day. So the 
hour and a half, you might have to wait on the bus thanks to the snow. It wasn't really that big a deal for me. So, um, yeah, the wet, well, the weather is great. Um, so obviously, you know, coming from Miami, (laughs) (laughs) um, this last week and it was so hot and miserable. And then to get here and it's just so pleasant, you know, so it's, yeah, I love, I love the weather and just getting out and walking around. Mm-hmm. Yeah, usually the Washington State, the summer is one of the selling points, but we're we're having the first heat wave of the summer, and it's like 90 degrees in here right now. Oh, wow. Yeah, because hot temperatures were always so rare that until the last maybe 5, 10 years, almost no houses or residences were built with air conditioning. Yeah. It just wasn't needed, and so... When you get these 80, 90 degree days, there, there's just no air conditioning. And I'm like, wow. So, but Chicago, yeah, it's, it's supposed to be really nice in the summer. So it's, it's a good time for you to visit. And um, so, you know, obviously Trey very recently made the decision to sign with an agent and um, forego his remaining college eligibility. And how much did you talk to him in that process of making that decision wow um (laughs) yeah it it was it was i thought we we talked a lot about it to be honest with you um trey and his dad you know the three of us we talked about it we prayed about it um and um obviously we also you know, talked with Coach Bennett and um, and just felt like, you know, this was just a good time for Trey. Um, but it was a tough decision, to be honest with you, simply because, you know, he loved UVA. We just felt like we had just really kind of gotten started. And, you know, then it just, you know, all of a sudden it just, it, you know, it was just, time to move on and so it was a little hard because you know like I said we we really kind of just didn't really feel like we had like um like you said you know the true JPJ experience Mm -hmm. oh yeah absolutely yeah (laughs) yeah it's a shame his one year had to be the year with no fans because the the JPJ when it's full and it's a big game and it's popping it's just an amazing experience and it's i'm really sad that you know trey and a couple other players didn't didn't get to enjoy that but uh, so i guess he's been getting some you know feedback from the nba guys that is looking good for the first round is that a safe assumption yeah um that's a pretty safe assumption um and you know we just just overall just i think Trey just has been under the radar um, mm-hmm. <laughs> coming from Rice mm-hmm. um, where, you know, you don't have the type of fan base that obviously UVA has as far as the platform, you know, right. the ACC. So, you know, it was more or less Trey just seemed like, you know, oftentimes to be, you know, under the radar. A lot of people just didn't really know who he was. And I think now that more and more teams are being exposed to him, they're saying, 
um, you know, the type of player that he that he is or that he can be. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's been really good feedback. All right, good. Yeah, because, um, you know, my like my personal evaluation, and when when he started all of this, and I, I at the time thought it was more likely than not that he would be back because I figured, you know, what people at the time were talking, maybe, maybe second round, maybe sliding into the late first round. And it, it seemed like, it, you know, if that's where it's going to be, then he would have the chance in one more year to come back and, you know, maybe, I, I think, play his way to DeAndre Hunter territory, but just, you know, if he works on his game and improves a little bit. So I thought maybe – you know that he'd probably be back, but it sounds like, you know, what I've been seeing, you know, that it, it, he's looking like more of just a solid first round pick, and and that changes the whole thing. So, if you're going to be a first round pick in the NBA, it's <laughs> it's so risky to come back at that point, you know. So right, I, absolutely. I, uh, but um, yeah. it's hard to imagine this time last year. Oh my goodness! Yeah. He was looking at red shirting. Yeah, I mean that and was the plan. <laughs> that was the plan, and um, so and that is why you know for me and um, you know for his dad, it was it was all just going so fast for us. We yeah we were prepared for him to red shirt. Um, but, you know, Trey got into practice and, you know, he was, you know, just really just, you know, very, I mean, just impressing the coaches mm-hmm. and felt like, you know, why wait, especially if in fact the NCAA was going to, you know, honor the, 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 the waiver or at least allow transfers to play immediately. So mm-hmm. with that being said, you know, it was more of, you know, is there really anything to lose by not playing? Yeah, and especially and, when they when they said they'd give the extra year, because then there really is nothing to lose. Exactly, exactly. And I think for Trey, more importantly, he realized, you know, if he's going to help the team, that was where he wanted to do is what, you know, to be able to go in and, and absolutely help the team. And then also that opportunity to be able to play with Sam mm-hmm. and, um, and with Jay. Mm-hmm. And that turned out to be, you know, as they, you know, oftentimes be referred to as the big three. Right. And that was, you know, it was a good, a good mix, a good feel. I think it's, they had not had, you know, the different COVID pauses and different things that they had to deal with. Um, the chemistry with those guys is just gonna just take off. And so that was the other piece of it that, um, you know, you just know that, that, that the season could have been a little different if, if they had had that full opportunity to really play and not have the interruptions and the pauses. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and then they have the fans. To have the fans, yeah, exactly. <laughs> At the chance to to play in the the JPJ, especially on on defense. I think Kihei gave an interview early in the season where he said, "You know, in the last ten seconds of a possession, the other team would have a very hard time running mm-hmm. anything because they couldn't communicate because they couldn't hear each other." 
And right. So that was a big help that, that you guys didn't have, you know, Trey, those guys didn't have. But um, so between, let's say between this time last year and this year, what do you see where Trey grew the most? Um, physical wise, um, he, he definitely, you know, I think continued to transform his body physically. I think Trey allowed himself mentally to accept that offensively, that wasn't, um, something he had to be, um, you know, really that wasn't something that you really had to do in other words i think this experience with uva allowed trey to understand that there were so many other things that he could do to you know really affect the game Mm -hmm. and that was you know something that i think helped kind of round him out because you know i mean at rice and well high school let's go back aau high school you know and then the two years at rice he was expected to really score the ball mm-hmm. so you know that was something that was you know more of a focus than focusing on defense and 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 rebounds or you know obviously trying to learn that portion of the game so mm-hmm. how Seriously, did Trey play defense before he got to UVA? You said serious? Yeah. How seriously did he uh-huh. play? <laughs> um, I, I don't think it was that much of an emphasis. Um, I I mean, obviously he, he would play, but I think, again, you know, Trey was expected to score. Mm-hmm. So I think, you know, coaches – you know, with that expectation, maybe did not necessarily um, push or emphasize defense as much, you know. Um, And that was different this past year, wasn't it? (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Do you think that has helped him with the NBA evaluations, that what he learned in terms of defense and playing defense here? Absolutely. And I feel also, you know, just overall the respect that the NBA has um, for UVA, for Coach Bennett, and for what that program has, in fact, produced as far as NBA talent. Mm -hmm. So that absolutely, you know, um, is, is something that they look at not just defensively, but also at a slower pace. Offensively, you know, if things was a faster pace, how his numbers could possibly look Mm -hmm. if that was the case. So I think there's, you know, a healthy respect and a healthy evaluation of how, you know, UVA prepares players. Okay. So you – you said that um, you have talked to Coach Bennett during this whole process, and I imagine he's been yeah. you know, pretty supportive. He has been, you know, at first, especially since I'm new to, you know, UVA, 
Um, you know, I graduated from Carolina, so <laughs> not that against me, but you know, I, I never. You gave us your heard... son. We'll I'll, we'll forgive you. <laughs> I, I appreciate that. You know, <laughs> I never understood maybe the hype for Coach Bennett. I mean, maybe because I just never had to pay attention to it. Right. And just getting to know him first when he started recruiting Trey um, to coaching Trey, he is everything that people think of him as being. He's humble. He is so respectful and just spiritual. And he has been, like, so supportive of Trey and the decision. You know, Coach Bennett never, ever, ever um, pressured Trey. He never – I mean, he never looked at it as what is it how you know how will this decision affect me or affect the program right. but it was more of how is this decision going to affect Trey and so for everything that anybody can think of as far as anything positive I mean everything positive I mean we just love him That's we great. really do yeah I mean, he's he is just he... words can't even describe I mean he is just you know, he's not ashamed of his faith. He prayed with us. He's just, he's an amazing person. He That's just great. is. And now, mm-hmm. Virginia recruited Trey a little bit when he was coming out of high school, but um, I, I don't think that went very far. Was Did you get to meet Coach yeah. Bennett during that, that part? I did not. Um, what happened was um, Coach Williford actually um, – came to Trey's high school and um, did a workout with Trey, a private workout with Trey. And um, What do you think of Coach Williford? I think he's interesting. He's a nice guy as well. Personalities, obviously, are very different (laughs) than Coach Bennett. Yeah, I got to know him a tiny bit when he was a player here back in the mid-'90s because I was covering Virginia at the time. And I got to talk to him a few times. So he was just the nicest young man, uh, just friendly, and he would remember, recognize you the next time, and and everything. I I just really loved him, and I loved the way he played. So it's cool to see him out there, you know, representing yeah. the program now. So he came and 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 yeah, met he Trey came and watched Trey work out um, with the trainer, and you know, just to see, you know, how you know just who he you know what kind of player he is mm-hmm. and you know Trey was small I mean there's no no mistake mistaking about it that he you know I think at that time Trey may have been six four mm-hmm. six, three six four very frail mm-hmm. um very frail but was I mean you know killing it in the workout shooting the ball well that whole thing but I think that there was obviously concern about his size, mm-hmm. and and so you know he trading get he didn't get offered, and he really wanted to go to UVA. Really? And <laughs> yeah. Okay. He, he really wanted to go. Um, so his you know he, he, his shoulders were a little hurt, but you know for us it was a situation where 
Rice was a great school academically. Oh, yeah. And um, Trey, you know, Trey did very well in high school academically. And, you know, it was like a good a good fit. So we were like, okay, mid-major is a great school. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you'll be fine. And he went down there and, you know, the trainer down there, you know, helped develop his body. He kept growing. Um, you know, to our surprise, it looked like he was getting taller. Yeah, I mean, to go from a 6'4 skinny guard to a 6'9, mm-hmm. you know, could almost play the four position in the first year or two of college, it's really so rare. I was surprised because I, I remembered his name when um, from his recruitment in high school, and I was like, okay, 6'4 kid can shoot the three, but, um, you know, went went to Rice and... And then he was getting ready to transfer, and the first time I read six nine, I was like, "What? Is this the same kid?" So I had to. I went on Google, and I'm, I'm reading all this stuff. And I'm like, "My God, it is the same kid! Holy cow!" <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was shocking to us as well. Um, <laughs> you know, we would go down to Texas, and we would see him, and it was like every time we see him, he was looking different, and we were like, "What in the world?" So, was he know, eating all them big so steaks? Crazy. Maybe maybe it was those big steaks? <laughs> I don't know what it was, but, he, he, you know, he just, like I said, he just kept growing and he was getting bigger. And, you know, again, just decided, you know, after two years at Rice, he wanted to transfer. And we absolutely had no idea that, um, you know, UVA was going to come back around or... You know, it wasn't as if he got into the portal with the idea that, you know, he would get a call mm-hmm. from UVA. That was not even the expectation. He just knew he wanted something different. And um, and so, yeah, when Coach Bennett, you know, reached out, it was just a full circle moment and just taking us back, you know, two years before and, you know, what it felt like, you know, not to get the offer to, you know, becoming mm-hmm. a priority. So it was, it was just a very good feeling. Mm-hmm. That's great. So I, I think probably late October, early November, some of us started to speculate that um, he might actually play this past year. <laughs> um, right. I forget what it was that uh, made us start thinking. it. We I know – my colleague who who couldn't make it tonight, St. Lou, who, and I, when we were talking about it, when we, just looking at the roster, it was like, man, if this Trey Murphy is ready, he could really help. <laughs> we could really use someone at the wing who, you know, who can shoot. And I had looked into his stats at Rice, you know, high volume three point shooter. And I watched some video and I was like, well, he is certainly not shy. Holy cow. He gets across the half court. So he's ready to put it up. <laughs> and and there were many times in the yeah there were many times in the game different games I will say that Trey probably wanted to come across half court and put it up but because <laughs> you know he knew better Ty Jerome was the same way he would shoot the ball from we used to call it we started calling it Thailand that space right by the logo there because right. he was almost on the logo he'd fire it up and he'd just start laughing but 
Um, yeah, I can tell you, you know, you guys started speculating when Trey actually traveled for that tournament. Um, in I don't guys, where were they? It was maybe it was New Jersey, but when they played Townsend, so because mm. that was the first game he played, right? And um, someone caught, I guess, caught the guys getting, um, I guess, getting on the bus to head to the airport, and so they um, saw Trey, and and then Trey had us cracking up because he was like, "Mom." You know, since they saw I saw me traveling, everybody's thinking I'm going to play. Now, honestly, he didn't know. Mm-hmm. Um, they didn't know until, you know, the day before. I think it was like, yeah, the day before the game. Right. But he really didn't know wow. <laughs> if he was going to play. So, um, but yeah, that was when people really started speculating that there was going to be this possibility that he was going to get to play. So. And then he came out in that first game and... Hit what like six out of eight threes or something? <laughs> yeah, just came in and, and lit it up. Yeah, the reporter asked. It was the funniest press conference I thought because he and Sam had media together, mm-hmm. and, and 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 the reporter was acting so asked Trey if he was surprised that he had um, shot that many threes, and both Trey and Sam just kind of started laughing. And Trey was like, no, this is, you know, shooting, yeah, my shooting didn't surprise me. And so, yeah, that was, that was just the funniest thing because, again, people just didn't really know a lot about him. So, um, yeah. Yeah. I've seen games where he's actually had 10 threes in a game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. I, I think Trey had two of my most memorable moments of the season and um one is hilarious and one's kind of um <laughs> the florida state game i i will mm. never forget that the hack on that dunk that did not get called mm. <laughs> and then the other one was when when you uh trash talked him so i you know, I remember reading about it, and I know you've talked about it, you were in, asked about it. But um, so, what? Why don't you tell us what was it that you said, and what form was it that um, that Trey that that got Trey? Um, let's just say motivated. Well, for me to start, it was my frustration was with the Duke game because I told Trey, of course you know, graduated from Carolina, Duke is the last team in the ACC that I want to win a game. Right. So I don't care who they play. I want them to lose. (laughs) I told Trey, uh, I said, listen, if you go to to Virginia, as the one team that you've got to promise me you guys got to beat, you got to beat Duke. And I understand Virginia Tech, you know, is this, you know, longstanding rivalry with Virginia. But for me, it was Duke. And right. so after that game, I was like, what in the world? Because, you know, he had the two dunks, and I really felt like he was going to, you know, break out and have a really good game. But then it just seemed like, I don't know, he just kind of, you know, drifted off or got lost in the sauce. I don't know what it was. And so I was like, mm. 
okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm just going to suck this one up, you know, and um, we'll see what happens next game. Next game comes up, it's NC State, and he didn't play well. And I was thinking, what in the world is going on with this kid? And so we always talk after every single game. So, you know, I, I just text him and told him, I said, you know, don't call me. I will call you. I'm fine. You know, everything is okay, but I just need a moment <laughs> to kind of process some things. And, you know, he texted back and was like, okay. And so the next day, you know, I just I just had to let him know that it was just, you know, it was disappointing, you know, his performance, both games, you know, and um, he had to pick it up. It, it's just like – no, it was just no way he could play like like those two games ever again. I was like, you can't. <laughs> you know, you can't. It's just a disservice. You know, it's horrible to watch. You know, people know you're way better. So, you know, what's the deal? And I said some other really, you know, some choice words that I won't repeat. And then, <laughs> you know, just, just kind of let him know this isn't acceptable. So, you know. <laughs> And I was a little surprised because I wasn't expecting Trey to even mention it. And then he talked about it in media. And I'm like, oh, my God, this kid. <laughs> well, it was funny because he did play a, a lot more aggressively. I forget which game it was that um, you know, he he came out and was all over the place. And you could see him diving on the floor and and all that. And then he says, oh, mom told me I had to toughen up. Yeah, I mean, it just needed to happen. So, And like I said, it's because bottom line is he's way better than what those two games would have ever made people believe. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, we have some interesting history with NC State. Like the last, the, the team that won the championship, but one of their worst performances of the year was against NC State. And of course, that year, that Duke was the one team they couldn't beat. Duke, we have Duke is the one team in the ACC that that Virginia has the most trouble with. Um, we pretty much rule everybody else, but um, not mm-hmm. Duke. And uh, I think it's because Shashevsky, he just he does not want to lose to Virginia. He he, it's a thing for him, and so he's all he always gets his players extra focus for that game like they they might not be able to hit threes to save their life but darn it against virginia they're going to hit threes or yeah whatever they have to do to win and so you always get we always get there and you know they've always got great players so if they play if they play their most focused game they're so hard to beat because every year they have right. the best, you know the you know the top recruits and and all that but but yeah, unfortunately, we didn't get him this year. I thought we had him, but uh, yeah, yeah, kind of slipped so away. That. Slipped away at the end. So, all right. So, um, I don't even know when the draft is. Do you? Do you know it's when it is this year? My understanding is July the twenty ninth. Wow. Because everything was pushed back. Um, because of COVID, that you know they're still following certain protocol with that. Usually it would be right about now. It's sometime in June, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not a big NBA fan. I haven't really been an NBA fan since like 1990 or something. But 
like the Jordan era. Yeah, Bird, Magic, Jordan. Um, that I guess I, I first started, I became a Sixers fan, I think because of Dr. J. Okay. So I would watch, I, back in like 80, 81, I first really started watching. And of course the Sixers and the Celtics and the Lakers, all three teams were just historically great. And, um, you know, college basketball, that's when I became a Virginia fan. I, I've, I've bled or cried blood for Virginia since Ralph Sampson couldn't get past North Carolina. And uh, <laughs> I, I've always sworn at Dean Smith because – we get Ralph Sampson, and, and he has to get his best lineup of talent ever at the same time. James Worthy and Sam Perkins, of course, Michael Jordan. It was fun watching DeAndre Hunter and Ty Jerome get drafted. And, uh, of course, Kyle Guy in the second round. So it would be fun mm-hmm. sitting and watch Trey get drafted. I mean, this is a lifelong dream, right? I mean, how long... You know, I think Trey, honestly, I mean, well, all kids kind of, you know, have that idea of mm-hmm. maybe, you know, I'll play in the NBA. For me, you know, I used to always say to Trey, well, gosh, you know, the likelihood is just, it's just so hard. But, you know, and I understand it's even harder being an owner, but let's kind of focus on maybe owning a team in the NBA. And so, <laughs> you know, we would kind of joke about that and, um, but, you know, I think for him, as he really started seeing the transformation in his body and getting bigger and getting stronger, that it was like, wow, you know, this is really, really something that's possible. Um, so, you know, we just, we've just kind of taken everything just in stride, kind of just in, in the order to which it should be. Um and just, just seeing what's going to happen because, again, you know, everything is just it, it's beyond your control, obviously. And so we just don't know. And it's, it's kind of like in that recruiting, in that recruiting um, period, kind of sort of, where you don't know who's going to make an offer. You don't know, mm-hmm. you know, where you may go. And so you kind of, you know, just have to just, you know, let it let it just play out the way that it should or that it's going to. You know, right. So we'll see. You know, we're 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 hoping that things go the way that um that he wants them to go. Yeah. Okay. So he's got an agent now. Have you guys met with the agent yet? Or oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, we met with um what yeah met with them way before. You know, just getting to to know different people when he said that he wanted to do the pre-draft. So, you know, we just kind of talked it out, you know, different places and different people and, Mm -hmm. you know, recommendations from, you know, um, you know, different people just to make the right decision when it was time, you know, for Trey to make the decision with, you know, with signing with Excel. So. So it's a whirlwind. Do you know, has Trey talked to any of the former players from UVA? Oh, those guys are so supportive. Um, Ty Jerome um, and Kyle, I mean, they've been really supportive from guys from the time that Trey transferred to UVA. They, you know, they started welcoming Trey and, 
and interacting with him. Um, and so, you know, I think Ty especially just kind of, you know, has guided Trey and given him, you know, really good advice and, and just things to look for, things to kind of, right. you know, what to expect, you know, as much as possible. So even though they were not, you know, Trey's teammates, they just overall, just the way that, you know, the players, the former players just all look out for each other. It, it, it's just such a good feeling, mm-hmm. you know, and to know that they regard Trey, um, you know, with high respect, even though he, you know, was only there, only at UVA for one year, you know, to, to them, he's a brother. And, um, and, and they're all, you know, like I said, they, they just want to see him be successful. And, and that's just so encouraging. That's great. We all do. I mean, we definitely all do. I, you know, when I heard that he decided to forego the rest of eligibility, I was, my first reaction, of course, was disappointment that he wasn't going to be, you know, available for next mm-hmm. year. Um, but immediately after that is, you know, just excited for him because, you know, college is the last step of, of development and preparation for adult and professional life so this is what it's all about so it's great to see and you know as soon as i heard that he had decided to sign with an agent you know that told me wow he must be getting really good feedback and i i guess he's probably gonna be a a first round pick and pretty much knows that now so you know that's just tremendous accomplishment and we'll be fine (laughs) and we'll have someone else to to follow in the NBA, absolutely. It, you know, kind of fun absolutely. with definitely getting more. You know, now even Anthony Gill is in the um, in the league, so that's another. I don't know when you know Trey might have first seen Virginia play, but you know, it's only been since 2013 that the program's been very you know very good. But I guess for a 21 year old, that's a long time. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> And, I mean, you know, quite as a kept, let's keep in mind, you know, Trey was raised a Carolina fan. So, <laughs> you know, he started he started changing, you know, and kind of finding his own way, I'd say probably his junior year in high school, sophomore, junior year in high school. Um, but, yeah, in the very beginning of his life, he watched a lot of Carolina yeah. basketball. So... <laughs> But, um, yeah, like, I, I, I think overall the program, UVA's program and Coach Bennett and, and the coaching staff is just is stellar. Um, and, you know, like, I, I think overall just the development that they, that they can find in players. And, you know, I know you spoke earlier about Duke getting those, you know, top players. But, you know, you also have to look at what, coaches are able to get out of players who quote unquote may not be the top player Mm -hmm. and coach Bennett has that way and just like you know no one expected or knew of what Trey was going to be able to bring to the team you know obviously you know I think with Jalen Green because you know we we knew Jalen um prior to Trey I mean prior to Jalen going to ECU Huh. Um, you'd just be surprised at, you know, again, what these new guys are going to be able to do, 
you know. So that's why I tell, you know, just, yeah, I think they'll be fine, you know. Yeah. I do appreciate you, you know, giving us some of your time and, and your insights. And best of luck to you and uh, your whole family. Thank you so much. And again, thank you um, for your support of Trey. And um, and 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 I just, like I said, it it was definitely a hard decision. And you know, we'll, we'll miss, or at least you know, miss being able to really be at the games. But mm-hmm. as I said before, I'm going to do my best um, to go to still go to some of the games. And obviously, to still support you guys. Oh, uh, you'll get to go to games, yeah. And, and Trey will get to go to games. All look, all the and Carolina Duke too. All the schools, man. All the old players. They they definitely get back now and then. You'll see. So he'll you'll all get to sit in a a rock and JPJ. Oh, definitely. I'm definitely looking forward to it. So, but yeah. But thank you for you know for um for wanting to, to talk with me and um you know like I said I I'm, I'm I definitely wish the best um to the to the guys for this season coming up and I again I just know they'll be fine all right thank you yeah all right you're welcome take care okay. bye that was Albita Murphy friends and since that interview there have been more evaluations that have come out by you know observers of the NBA draft process I don't know how credible they are or you know we all know what that industry is like but apparently Trey is now solidly in Ty Jerome territory you know Ty went I think as the 21st pick in the first round which is later in the round but not at the tail end you know there's like what 32 teams in the league so you know Ty was a solid first round pick and it looks like that's about where Trey's going to go I think NBA teams have realized that here's a long-armed, bouncy, six-foot-nine player who's uh, an excellent three-point shooter and has come from the University of Virginia with the Tony Bennett program. And you, you heard what Albita said about Tony and his program and you know how they're regarded and, and what the NBA people you know seem to think about Tony and, and the way he prepares players for the NBA. And <laughs> it just brings up, again, in my mind, that thought. If I was a kid... And had the opportunity to be coached by Tony Bennett. There's no way in the world I would turn that opportunity down. Just no way in the world. And I, I really have to wonder why any kid who has that opportunity would turn it down. I mean, you're talking about one of the rarest opportunities a kid could have, which is to be coached by the best player development and personal development staff in the country with the most honest trustworthy, supportive, stand-up coach that you could have, and yet players turn it down all the time. It, it's, it boggles my mind. It, it makes me question people's thought processes and what's important to them, but you know, I'm happy for the guys that we do have. And With Trey being the latest uh, Virginia player to leave early for the NBA, um, the we can take a little quick look at the roster and see that it does leave a hole. It definitely leaves a hole. We have four players in the the blocker category with some pretty good potential there with uh, Caden Shedrick and 
Francisco Cafaro is true five types. Uh, Caden perhaps could be a, a four or five type. And then, you know, joining them is Jaden Gardner, the transfer from East Carolina, who I liken to an Anthony Gill. He's an Anthony Gill type player who's going to give you more on the offensive end than the defense, but he's a, a strong, solid guy who, who can be a positional defender and strong on the boards. But what he's going to give you is a really strong interior offensive threat that defenses have to account for. And I think a Caden Shedrick will be able to play very nicely off of off Gardner. And then the the fourth in the blocker category for me is going to be Igor Milicic, Milicic excuse me, the Eastern European um, import that we signed, who's not going to join the team until sometime in August because of his, uh, I believe, national team obligations. So, um, you know, with those four guys, we're pretty good in the post-rotation. And then the point guard situation is... You can see it as a strength. I see it as a problem area with Reese Beekman and Kihei Clark because you've got two guys who are best at running the team. and um, not They don't really complement each other very well, and by putting one of them off the ball, you're really taking away what he does best. And that's going to be an issue that Tony's going to have to deal with because um, I, I think that you're in danger of losing the best of Reese Beekman if you don't put him in charge of the team, but how do you tell a senior Kihei Clark, yeah, buddy, you're you're coming off the bench. You're the backup. Um, it's difficult to do, but it's what I think needs to be done. That's an issue that I'll be looking out for this year uh, because, you know, if, if Kihei Clark and Reese Beekman is your best backcourt, you're going to struggle in the ACC. Uh, because, as I said, their skills are just not really complementary. They don't give you a complete uh, backcourt pairing. You're you're heavy in one area and, and light in other areas. And I just, I, you know, it, it it was an issue last season. And, um, you know, so hopefully that'll work itself out. But then you look in the, the wing area and your, you know, your wings, you've got, Tane Murray, who's a freshman coming in as an international player, I think he's got a lot of ability, and I think he's going to be a fantastic player at some point. But can you count on him to be an ACC quality starter in his first year? That's that's just a you know a very difficult thing to ask. And then you've got Carson McCorkle, uh, another guard. Uh, Carson's a pure wing guard. He's not going to be giving you any forward minutes, you know, with his size. And you know, we certainly don't have any evidence that he's ready to be a top level ACC quality starter. We didn't see anything last year. Uh, again, a great shooting stroke and, and a lot of you know potential. You know, maybe he could be something, but no track record to go on. And then you've got, um, of course, Armand Franklin, the transfer from Indiana, who's going to be a stud and hopefully, you know, starting as the two guard alongside. Um, my preference would be Reese Beekman. I think Beekman and Franklin is a backcourt that you can win in the ACC with, with Kihei Clark backing up Reese. And, and, you know, and maybe playing together for a few minutes here and there at the end of games when you could use the extra ball handling ability. But again, you know, so there's no wing forward there. You're, now your only wing forward 
true forward on the roster is Cody Statman. And I think we've seen what we've seen from Cody in his three years at UVA. And I haven't seen any signs that he's going to be beating A-level ACC defenses. So we have a hole at the three. We have questionable three-point shooting on this team. We have some guys who are pretty good at it, but we don't have um, we don't have a player who's a deadly three-point shooter who the rest of his game is strong enough that we can count on him to fill that role. So you know, losing Trey, it's a big blow to the team. It's going to make this upcoming season a lot tougher. But you know, we are Virginia. This is Tony Bennett. We're going to be competitive, and you know. We might end up being better than I think that the team's going to be. But regardless of how many wins and losses we have, it's going to be a team that's going to be fun to root for and to get behind, and we'll just see how it all shakes out. But for now, congratulations to Trey. You know, this is obviously the culmination or approaching the culmination of a dream. Uh, he's definitely going to have a shot to play in the NBA. I think he's... He'll probably start out as a 3 and D guy, but he's going to eventually be much more than that because he's just got too much ability. So uh, I would like to close this show by thanking Abina Murphy for you know sharing her time with us and giving us some of her insights. It was great to hear what she had to say about Tony and Virginia and how passionate and committed uh, that family still is as Wahoos. So it's great. And Val will be back with me next time. I think we're working on a... Uh, school season wrap-up show where we'll take a look at what uh, you know some of the other teams did look at where we are with recruiting and football and basketball just a little bit and then um, start transitioning the next season which will be season four of who's play studio who cast so this is seattle who signing off wahoo wahoo